0: Ross Tucker football podcast because I would never do that to you guys. It is a Wisdom Wednesday that we are recording Tuesday late afternoon because my guest, Dave Damashek, is the man and he's on the West Coast. It's been way, way too long since I had Sheck on the show. So, doing this on Tuesday afternoon. We will have a spread the word winner, a sponsor confirmation email winner, and a YouTube shout out winner on the next episode. So follow me on TikTok. I'm a TikTok star now since people dislike my Chipotle order so much at Ross Tucker NFL. We'll get another winner from TikTok this week. Sponsor confirmation email. You know what to do there. So many good sponsors today Lumen Skin, lovely on my skin. LinkedIn, of course. You guys know about Ufos, all the great sponsors. And then the YouTube shout-out, incredibly easy. Just hit the thumbs up at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Make any comment. You're pretty much guaranteed to get a cameo-style video from your boy that you can give someone as a gift or just think it's funny or whatever. I don't really care. I do care about Dave Damashek and The Big Show. The Big Show. All right, I have my buddy Dave Damoshek, who you need to follow, by the way, at Damashek on Twitter. He's hilarious. He's always been hilarious. I love his Twitter profile picture. At Damoshek is where you follow him on Twitter. He's got the Minus 3 podcast, the Extra Points podcast, which you can and should follow all of them. Two very important things, check to talk about. Number one, we haven't officially kibitzed, to use your word, on the Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett from Pitt. And then, you know, we haven't talked either about the NFL allowing a second helmet this year for the first time in a long time, which opens up a lot of possibilities. I want to start, though, with Kenny Pickett and I. I'm going to give you a blank canvas. I follow you on Twitter, so I think I kind of know where you're going to go here. But your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting, they could have had any quarterback they wanted. They drafted Kenny Pickett from the Pitt Panthers in the first round. First of all, hello, Ross. What a pleasure to see you once again
1: um it has indeed been too long so long in fact that i didn't even know about your burgeoning stardom on tiktok good for you man the, the it's kids been like two it. weeks
0: and and the only thing that's really clicked with people is my chipotle order and people are just eviscerating me they just wait you like food? food you like to talk about food on social
1: media i can't imagine i can't believe that that's uh, i thing. videoed
0: me making what i believe is the perfect uh burrito bowl order and people did not like anything. They didn't like when I asked for as much meat as her boss as her boss would allow. They didn't like that I didn't have queso or any type of salsa on it. it. It got very testy.
1: I don't know that you need queso on there, but sure, if you're going to Chipotle, you better get some, uh, some one of the sauces. I'm not going to tell you which one you have to get. But you, know you know what I learned? You know what I learned?
0: I used to always just get one of the sauces, mm-hmm. either pico or the green sauce, and then I discovered how good and frankly lubricated and juicy the corn is. The corn Mm -hmm. is lubricated and juicy and provides enough liquidity for my purposes. It's interesting. I'll explore what you're saying here. I
1: trust you. You're you're, you're a strong voice in the food game. And so I certainly am not going to reject it out of hand to to create some heat here on your show today. Um, I will say though that... Chipotle, generally speaking, as opposed to some of the other uh, high-end um, Mexican food joints that uh, all of America gets to sample, not just in Southern California. Um, Chipotle's green is the star. Now, there are other places where the brown salsa is a little bit better, but but the green salsa is where it's at at Chipotle. All right. Kenny Pickett. I, you know, call me a cheese ball, call me saccharin or whatever. Um, I I love it. And, you know, it for me is this simple. The kid is from Pitt. He dragged that team almost by himself. I mean, Jordan Addison and a bunch of other high end players had something to do with it. But he was the, you know, the face of the Pitt Panthers returning to relevance in college football. And he's a Heisman candidate and his reward is is that he gets to walk across the hallway and put on uh, the black and gold instead of the blue and gold. And I think, you know, listen, if you're from any other football town, I'm sure it gets a big shoulder shrug, rightly. But if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, this is a great story. I mean, the idea that if, it, are, are you such a curmudgeon, so incapable of seeing the, the potential great end of the story? I think you have to roll the dice, even if you f- felt, feel like, He's a little bit of a reach that there, the ceiling is lower on him than say Malik Willis or, or, or otherwise. Or they should have waited a year, which is a canard that people have bought for years now that like, oh, next year's. I mean, the, the arithmetic to get to next year and to lose the proper amount of games so that you're in a position to get a guy that probably is ranked in a spot that he's not going to be ranked in last year. I'm talking about you, Spencer Rattler. Um, a year ago, everybody, well, the prize of the 2022 QB class is going to be Spencer Rattler. You have to transfer out. So things change. So that idea of waiting till next year or whatever is jive. In the meantime, this kid, you know, a lot of, lot, lot of yinzers, dude. A lot of like, dude, we should have taken Danny Marino when we had a chance to do that.
0: <laughs> this, I mean, that's what, you, know. you know what's so funny? I know a lot of people from Pittsburgh. You sounded exactly like them. That is uncanny. I mean, obviously, it's like you. It's like you're from there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly right, dude. You know who we got at uh, QB this year? Keedon Slovis. You seen this kid, dude? He was out at Southern Cal, but he had to leave there, so now he's a, now he's on Pit. He come over from Kenny Pickett. Uh, Keedon. what's his name? Kidanii Kidanii
0: Slovis? <laughs> I hear the dude's good, but um.
1: Hey, so I, love, I mean,
0: I love the thing you keep tweeting about. I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: amazing. I'm bummed out. Yeah, the, the Penguins lost. I, uh, my plan was for, for to never have to tweet that again and just see my teams win uh, in perpetuity. As it, as it turns out, I'm, I'm going to have to tweet that quite a bit. And a lot of people are forecasting come autumn 2022, I'll be tweeting that uh, clip of the ultimate yins are out saying like, I'm bummed out. Right, so here's, my, here's my thing though. Okay? But you see the upside and I think it's worth the roll of the dice, sincerely.
0: Yeah. So by the way, a Yinzer, if you don't know, is someone from Pittsburgh, which I don't really know why, why are they called a Yinzer? I know that they're from Pittsburgh. I never really knew why.
1: Because classically, people don't say Pittsburgh. Do you guys want to do that? They say one go over there. You just want to go down and we could go downtown and watch the Steelers game. Yeah, Roethlisberger, you seen him. Then Brownies is chasing him around. He like, he shove him down and he throws throw the ball. Touchdown, dude. He just, he <laughs> won it. That dude, he just wung it to the end zone. Touchdown. The Brownies is like, what's we supposed to even do with that? Um,
0: All right, so yeah, yeah. All right. So I know a bunch of Steelers fans living in central Pennsylvania. But, for example, the one I know he is a Penn State grad. He's not a Pitt guy. He's from Johnstown, okay? From mm-hmm. Johnstown, okay? His fear, he believes that the Roonies are very, very loyal, perhaps to a fault. His logic is he's not a pit guy, so that story doesn't do much for him. And Kenny Pickett is maybe Andy Dalton. Which in his mind makes him the fourth best quarterback in the division behind Lamar Jackson and Watson and Joe Burrow. But he's not gonna be bad. So and the Rooneys are loyal, especially with a local kid. So he's worried that the Steelers are signing up for a, several years of seven to ten wins and not really having a chance to win the Super Bowl, which is all he really wants. Your your retort. Um,
1: first of all, I have become, as the years progress for me, and I'm I'm really keen on pushing this, um, is the idea of if you're going to be a sports fan, you gotta be, you gotta convince your brain to be a journey over destination person. If your goal is, if you're, if you're going to be destroyed, if you're going to be bummed out at the end of every year because your team didn't win the championship, well, the odds are you're going to be bummed out a lot. Even if you're a Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs fan. I just had on minus three this very day, or on uh, Tuesday, I should say, our mutual pal Jeff Schwartz. And, yes, we did talk about baby back ribs as well as uh, the entire AFC West and how the Bungles might be a little overrated just because they made one run. You are not guaranteed um, playoff relevance because you have a great quarterback. It gets you real close to, to, to being that. Um, but. You know, there, there are these tropes that have been forged and we buy them year after year, even though there's evidence that disproves them. And the idea of like, well, once you commit to a quarterback, especially in the first round, well, now you're stuck for the next five years. And I will refer you to Cliff Kingsbury may not be long for pro football. He better put out a winner this year, or he may be shown the door by, uh, by new year's eve. Um, but in the meantime, his legacy is that he proved something that just was, was, uh, well, you could never do that. You can't draft a quarterback one year, then draft another one. Yeah, as it turns out, you can. And the whole uh enterprise isn't going to collapse as a result of that. They take Josh Rosen it, with the 10th overall pick, then they hire Cliff Kingsbury. And Cliff Kingsbury says, I want to draft Kyler uh, Murray first overall the world didn't fall apart. The The Cardinals didn't require another half decade to get back on track or everything. They've been pretty good since they got Kyler Murray. So if Kenny Pickett, let's say for all the cynics out there who are sure that he's going to bust or his hands aren't big enough or whatever, um, then in a year or two or three then you draft another guy if if the right guy uh presents himself to your team either in free agency or otherwise here's the great news also for the cynics out there you and i have talked about this many times at this point but the notion of qb saturation 2011 you saw mixed in with the top dozen players drafted that year some future hall of famers among them von miller's in that group um tyron smith is in that group jj watt And so Pat Pete, I believe, is in that class 2011. Sprinkled in with those names in the top 10 are Christian Ponder and Jake Locker. Back in 2011, if you wanted a quarterback, you had to reach to get one. And it was a real roll of the dice. That's not to say that every guy's going to work out, witness Josh Rosen. But the pipeline in college is so rich now, just a decade later, that there are always going to be this thing like, I don't know, there's a weak QB class, every QB class. Has one to six guys legitimately that have a good chance of working out, so it's much easier than what the cynics present to you. That that how what are you going to do to get out from under? There's there's another guy right behind him. If this guy doesn't work out, you can go get another one. Think about who's the worst. Like QB saturation is that there are more viable QBs for the 32 teams um then there are slots for them. Look who's out on the road as we speak right. Now. I mean who's out there to be had. Baker Mayfield, um Jimmy Garoppolo last seen in the NFC title game, Cam Newton if you want to roll the dice on that given uh, where he is in his career. There there are some decent options that you can go and get if you if you want to have them. It's not as dire as people want you to convince you. It's too rich. Gold is valuable because it's rare. QBs are not valuable in that regard because there are a lot of decent quarterbacks.
0: I, and I think one of the best points you made is, I mean, you can have Josh Allen. You can have, I mean, you're not guaranteed anything. I mean, I, it probably gives you a better chance, but uh, we witnessed how hard it is. All right, I wanted to get to the uniform conversation. Mm-hmm. I did not realize this would be harder than I thought it would be in the sense I thought, okay, which is who is the best or the worst alternate uniform? Well, it occurred to me, Sheck, that there's color rush uniforms. Mm -hmm. Then there's teams have like an alternate uniform and then there's a throwback uniform. Some of these include new helmets or different helmets. Some of them don't. So it really sort of muddies the water. What's new this year is you can wear a different helmet. So that opens up a lot of possibilities. So, I'm a gentleman i will I will grant you the floor to give me a alternate uniform that includes a second helmet mm. so it's gotta be it's gotta have the second helmet that really you think is is hot stuff you know the one that is
1: that that they should have capitalized on and time has already come and gone so you can't go back but they should still do it asa and P, the new england patriots need to go back to pat patriot period the uh flying elvis the silver hats are associated rightly and will be for all of time with tom brady and that window i think prior to that the white hat with the red jersey and the white pants that's a sweet look man that's that's a dynamite look it's a superior look And you can kind of define the Brady years with that Flying Elvis uniform. So if you move, uh, you know, it basically arrives with Brady and now put it out the pasture with him as well and return to that era. In a way, it kind of honors that era to leave those uniforms um, for the 20 year period of Brady as uh, the Patriots hero and move on. And just aesthetically,
0: I mean, that's the most important thing. Um, it's a great look aesthetically. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Cause I always looked at those uniforms as like the Bledsoe uniforms, like the Bledsoe mm. helmet, cause they went to it like in the mid nineties when Bledsoe was there for a while. So I kind of always associated the uniform. I know now everybody else does Brady, but that's interesting. You know, the one I thought about, everybody brings up all the time. The Tampa Bay bucks creamsicle. Sure, right. Sure. But here's what's so interesting about that check. I don't remember people loving that uniform when they actually wore that uniform. People made fun of that uniform. And I think part of it is because they were terrible when they wore that uniform. I think it's hard to separate the unique color scheme from the terrible football team that can't win a game with Doug Williams and Steve Young and Vinny Testaverde and whoever. But I think it's ironic that like 20-some years later, maybe 30, I don't know, now all of a sudden we all act like it's the greatest uniform ever when I don't remember anybody saying that in the 80s when I was a kid.
1: You are 100% right. I have talked about this this uh, dynamic uh, that the same person who hated it. Now, I don't know how deep in the weeds you want to get on uniforms. You know I can go to the highest levels of expert <laughs> uniform analysis. The thing that plagued a lot of pro football uniforms is when the finish on the pants went satin. It went from flat to satin. The Buccaneers were a team that really suffered. They decided, let's take this uniform and double down on it and make the pants creamsicle. And they were shiny. And as a result, they looked ridiculous. They didn't look good, so you had to move on from the uniform. Same thing happened to the Miami Dolphins. Remember Ricky Williams and company? When they went with the with the turquoise pants, they also looked bad. Why? Because the shine is no good on them. But the Buccaneers, you're absolutely right. That uh, I, I always talk. It, it really is like fashion in general, from what I can tell. People, you know, like... The arc is that people dressed like they did in the 70s, bell bottoms and, and uh, you know, gaudy colors and everything else. And then by, like, the end of the 80s, or, like people look back like, that's so ridiculous. And then by the 90s, people started to ironically wear 70s. So let's have a 70s disco night. And then the irony goes away and people are like, I just think this plane looks good. And so <laughs> it goes. So it goes. The side, And I guess that's true of football uniforms. So the one thing we must avoid, though, is – I think they overreached. I'm sure you remember it as a kid watching on TV. In 94, I don't remember what year of the NFL that was. What would that be? The 50th year or whatever? Um, Well, it couldn't be that. Anyway, 75th year, maybe. Um, They had all eras of uniforms, and some teams got the short end of the stick. The Bears, the Steelers, the really old teams wore their uniforms like some modified version of what they wore in 1938, and they were terrible. So we don't want to go that far back in the way back machine 70s maybe 60s and i would love you mentioned color rush what i'd love to see happen is uh, thursday night football monday night football event programming kind of thing instead of having it uh having uh color rush uniforms i wish they would do throwback uniforms against each other because here's the weird thing when you put the 2021 seattle seahawks uniform on uh, to play a throwback uniform, it don't look right to your eye. It's like, what the right. hell is going on on the field? They have to be on par with each other. I would love, I you know, <clears throat> I saw you tweet this out, and uh, one of your followers came back with, you know, if the Broncos and Seahawks are playing each other, have them both wear their throwbacks. Have them wear their 1977 looks against each other, and to that I say thumbs up. There's a, That's a great idea. Now, and imagine if every Thursday night football game, you could look forward to seeing the Jim Zorn, Steve Largent uh, era uniforms, and that would be high on my list too. This Seahawks thing about the dark helmet and everybody—their the, best uniforms were their first uniforms. The, the 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 royal blue. I get that they were a little too similar to their. Then some kids may not realize this: the Seahawks used to be in the AFC with the Raiders and so there was a similarity there that was hard to work around now they're over in the NFC they, no weren't, that they weren't that
0: similar not that similar I remember Bo Jackson running over the Boz. we've all seen it right you know it's funny one of the ones I like is the Atlanta Falcons uh it's dirty bird black but I know oh, no like, no no you no, no, like no, the no, you no. like the 80s Gerald Riggs right
1: no, I don't like the, 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 the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Dion and Jerry Glanville, the all black, the dirty bird look was like, it was fine, except that, uh, the Houston gamblers already claimed that look, uh, you know, and by the way, that w- which was too close to the Raiders already or the Steelers, but, um, the, yeah, the one the, where it's at with the Atlanta Falcons is that is the Barkowski era, the William Andrews era, the red hat, the red Jersey and the, and the gray pants. And as I celebrate regional pride and all of that and provincial pride um, with Kenny Pickett in staying in Pittsburgh, people in Georgia surely embrace the idea of like, hey, the Georgia Bulldogs and now the Atlanta Falcons dress basically the same. That's cool. I mean, people always point to, you know, say like, I, 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 I love in the year of the Lord 2022 that people still come up to me like, yeah, Shaq, you know, uh, you're from, you're from Pittsburgh. You ever noticed that all the teams from there wear black and gold? Like, yeah, that's, I've noticed that. Yeah. That, that has, uh, I have, I, I did. I did notice that one time. But yeah, like, that's a cool thing. You know, that I love no, that, that so,
0: is, that is actually an amazing thing because it just makes your wardrobe so exactly. much simpler. You can just wear a Steelers Jersey to a penguins game to a pirates game so, uh, uh, look, I'll mention this. It's funny, too, because I am partial to the Eagles' Kelly Green because when I grew up, my guys were Reggie White, Randall Cunningham, and the helmet's actually a little different. Like, first of all, the helmet's a different color. It's Kelly Green. Right. I don't even know what they call this. Midnight Green, maybe? But also, like, the uh, the Eagles' wing is a little bit different, too. And uh, they they were amazing. But – Here's my question. I often wonder. Last question for you, Shaq, because I got to get a sponsor in and blah, blah, blah. Do you, are the Eagles Kelly green uniforms a lot better than what they're wearing now? Or is it just because that's when I was at my peak fandom in the late 80s, early 90s? I don't know the answer. I don't know if that's my, if that's, if that's real. Other people feel that way or just me because that's how I grew up. Sort of true,
1: I mean I, I like when people think they, they, they uh, have a gotcha on you, like, oh you just uh, you just liked the uniforms when you were a kid, like, yeah, no shit. yeah I mean like you know, when I was 11 years old, of course, I, I was it was everything to me, these uh, football heroes. Of course, I like those uniforms, and it makes me nostalgic. also though, I have enough of an eye that I, that, that my eye likes a certain look, and maybe it's owed to when I grew up. I don't like, you know, the vertical stripe up the side of, of the jersey that you see sometimes on uniforms. I, you know, people try to get modern with uniforms and then they're modern in that moment. And then they they ironically become outdated quickly. Look at the Denver Broncos. You know, they win the, you know, Elway and uh, Terrell Davis and so on. Win with that Navy uniform. And at the time it was you may not have loved it, but it was like it felt very modern in the moment. Now you look at it, it's like, boy, that thing's straight out of nineteen ninety four, ain't it? Like, you know, it just doesn't. It's not that great.
0: So that's you no, know it isn't that great. You are check him out on social media. You don't cut Damage me check. off. You don't cut me off. I got twenty more minutes ready to go. No, you were done. Dude, I only did, my show's only thirty minutes, and I got to get to a sponsor. All right, you do you at Damashek minus three podcasts, extra points podcast. He never asked me to come on. It's been years. I don't know oh, like, like how you've been, on my, oh, you've
1: been on my show more recently. Well, now I've been on your show. So we'll make <laughs> it right. Home and home. We'll do. Thanks, dude. Thank you, fella.
0: Thank you, Lumen Skin. You know why? Because I don't want my face to look terrible. I know I'm a dude. Guess what? I've been taking Lumen Skin, I don't know, probably a month now. I think I, my wife is 100% sure that my face looks better which you can tell me on youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Although we're doing this late afternoon. So there's like a different sunlight on me, but I'm telling you, I think I, some wrinkles went away. I think some sun damaged skin went away. Lumen is awesome. It's like a two minute quiz on their website. They'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. They're all made with only natural ingredients. Charcoal powder. I use the charcoal stuff. Look, it shouldn't be hard. I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, Ross, I'm not putting face skin up. Do you brush your teeth when you go to bed? Do you floss? Do you maybe put something, a topical hair solution on maybe, like I do? Well, then level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin Today. Takes two minutes after your wife shows you how to do it, in my case. Go to lumenskin.com slash Ross to get your free trial of Lumens products. That's L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash Ross to get your free trial of Lumens products. Lumenskin.com slash Ross.
2: Ducks takes. Hey, Ross, let's start today with flex scheduling. Monday Night Football, weeks 14 through 18. They're going to start flexing that next season, 2023.
0: So that's good for television viewers. That's a good thing, okay? Um, I'm, I'm happy about that. That does make it a little bit difficult for season ticket holders who think they're having a Monday night game and then it gets switched to Sunday at 1. Or they think they're having a Sunday at 1 game and it gets switched to Monday night. That makes them, maybe not even season ticket holders, maybe just people that want to go to one game. So, just something to think about. Also, what about broadcasters that sometimes broadcast Monday night? Like me, for Westwood 1. You know, a lot of times it's localized. So, if it's in Baltimore or Philly, I'm there. What if it's there, but then, uh-oh, they switch it to L.A.? It just creates some issues, but ultimately it's the right thing to do. Huh? Uh,
2: Jack Crawford retires after 10 years in the NFL.
0: A lot of you don't know who Jack Crawford is. A lot of you don't care. Here's why we're bringing it up. He's from the UK came over to the United States when he was 16. I forget where he went to high school or how the story went down. Goes to Penn state has a good college career. Ten years in the NFL as a guy that was in the U.K. till he was 16. That's amazing. That's awesome. I know we have a lot of U.K. listeners and viewers, which is awesome. So I wanted to give him and them a shout-out. Ducks takes. takes.
2: Drew Brees reportedly done at NBC after one year. And uh, also some former Saints news. Sean Payton getting a studio gig at Fox.
0: So the thing about Breeze is, I thought he was fine. Uh, A lot of people did not think he did a great job, especially in that Bengals-Raiders playoff game. Here's the thing that needs to be noted. Fox reportedly just gave Brady $375 million for 10 years. What if they don't think he's very good? You know, obviously something happened there with Breeze and NBC. I I don't know what that is, but just something that that jumped out to me that I thought was interesting here. You got breeze who I think NBC thought would take over for Collinsworth someday and be the next Sunday night guy, you know, they're Romo, so to speak. And it only lasted one year. Texas.
2: Jerry Jones says that the Cowboys, if he were to sell them, which he said he would never do that though, could sell for over $10 billion.
0: You know, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Um, I'm, I I thought about it, but I'm not going to offer that um, for the Cowboys. I guess what I would say is, you know, I've told the story on the show before. He definitely cares about EBITDA and profit margin. Only team I ever played for that they charged for lunch. I think it was like 150 bucks a week. Only team I played for where they... Payroll deducted from my last paycheck after they cut me for my helmet, $300. And that's fine. You know, I'm not complaining about it. But they're the only team out of five that did either one of those things, which I think is noteworthy. And probably why the Cowboys make so much money. Because they're making sure they count every dollar.
2: So when Troy Aikman retired, do you think they charged him for his helmet?
0: That's a great point, Bri. There's no way they did. That's a great point. We need to get Jerry Jones on the show or Stephen Jones. Ask him that or get Aikman on the show or Emmett Smith. Ask him that and then see if I can get my $300 back. It's a really good point, takes All
2: right. And finally, Ravens signed a linebacker. Vince, is it Beagle? Yeah. All right. Uh Vince Beagle, while free agent running back Tariq Cohen appeared to have injured himself on Tuesday afternoon, explain this one.
0: Tariq Cohen, I saw the video we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. He he was he was filming his workout on Instagram live. Is that a thing that guys do? I don't know. I mean, I I'm on Instagram. I like Instagram. I didn't know guys film their workouts on Instagram live. Um but obviously that's awful for Tariq trying to get back in the NFL. Vince Beagle, I always thought was a solid player for the Dolphins. I think he ends up being a a contributor for the Ravens. He feels like a Raven, aggressive, good on special teams. And then also, Bryce. I saw the Colts sign Philip Lindsay, who's sort of a Tariq Cohen type of running back. I don't know what happened to Philip Lindsay. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. I always thought Philip Lindsey was really good. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Anyway, I am quite sure that whatever you got coming up, my wife and I have our anniversary coming up this weekend. Maybe it's a birthday. Father's Day will be here before you know it. Myfrontpagestory.com, by far, by far, the best holiday gift I am aware of. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, steakhowsports.com, go banglescom evergreen economics i will tell you this my highest recommendation listen to today's even money podcast warren sharp talking about schedule and equities it was phenomenal please please listen i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast